For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And it's crazy that we are in season two of our podcast. Um, and this is now our 25th episode overall, not just not in season two. This is our ninth episode in season two, but it's number 25 total from when we started back in September 2019. And we've only had seven episodes in in what is or was a normal environment, whatever that means, I guess, right? Um, but because our first um, remote podcast was April 1st of uh, 2020. So um, yeah, Syl and I have been separated. Uh, before we were always driving to each other's houses. In some ways it's made it easier, but in other ways it's kind of not. It's definitely different. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to believe. And when when you put it that way, I just kind of shocked me a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, wow, like that's totally true. That, um, really, we were a fledgling uh, outfit <laughs> yeah. when we first uh, had to, you know, find a way to get together remotely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we managed to. Um, tough it out through this whole pandemic time. Um, but yeah, it's been a, a heck of a ride so far. And um, we're just excited to see what the next 25 episodes will bring. And with that, we are so thankful that we have you, our listeners and our followers on social media who have tuned in religiously to our podcast throughout these pandemic times. And even before that, um, and a special shout out to one of our listeners and followers on Twitter, uh, at Gully Blanchard. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Yeah, that's for sure. And um, also a shout out to Jim Mackey, who follows us on Facebook. And he's also our first follower on co on our Kofi page. <laughs> Welcome, so, uh, Jim. Yeah. And so, and we got, we got lots of good stuff on our Kofi page. It's, it's, ko-fi.com coffee.com um it's another way to connect with us so check out our page and um it's it's ko-fi.com ltl 1917 and follow us there um you can find the link on our social media profile pages and our buzzsprout website page and if you want to make a donation that's great if not you can just look at the stuff that we put on there and um yeah, it's just another way to connect with us. Mm -hmm. So here we are at episode 25, and the Leafs are getting close to game 25 of this season, So, which will be uh, Thursday versus Vancouver. So since our last episode, the team has dealt with some adversity with 
injuries and players looking to find their game. So let's get into what we have for this show. So of course, we are going to be talking the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, we have a next uh, installment of the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. And of course, what's coming up for the blue and white. And then we have a special little tidbit for you a soup special for our 25th episode. So without you won't want to miss that. <laughs> yeah, don't miss that. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. So the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's go with that. So the good. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. The good is the overall team record. So I kind of, I know we talk about this maybe more, or we're thinking of this more as sing- singling out players. But to me, I don't know. I, I It was after that first game versus Calgary. It was funny, the where we lost 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yes. And we went 0 for 7 on the power play. And I was just so pissed off after that game. And I was like, okay, wait a minute, Christine. Like, calm down. <laughs> because this team is like at that point, I guess. Um, well, right now they're 16, 4, and 2. In They have 34 points. Tops in the North Division and the league. And they were tops in the North Division and the league back then as well. And I'm thinking, why am I getting so pissed off with this or anything like it? I'm like... Is it the injuries? Maybe I'm thinking to myself, like, what is making me so pissed off about that game? And and then I was like, I started getting again, we we're taking up all the stats in the uh, like Sportsnet stats and NHL PR stats. Like through our first 21 games of the season, we have 32 points, which ranks second in franchise history. We got 33 points in 21 games in 1934-35. So that's one stat. Then another stat under Sheldon Keefe, we're now 42-19-8, which is fourth best in the NHL since November 21st, 2019. So, I mean, you can't complain right now, given, obviously, too, it's the pandemic. And mm-hmm. and I just, I was like, okay, I just need to, whatever, take a chill pill and just be happy with the way it is right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it's hard because I think for Leafs Nation, I think our default is always to to criticize, to find fault. And and we've never been, like none yeah. of us yeah. pretty much that are alive right now have ever been in this position where where our team is tops, like ever. So maybe part of it is we just don't know how to be with that because it's just never happened. Also, I think part of it is that is the, the format this year because it's division only there's, you know, a little bit, I think in the back of our minds, we're like taking it with a grain of salt because we don't know how we stack up against the rest of the league right now. And so I think that is part of it. But yeah, you're 100% right that we should be reveling in this, like for sure, because this is incredible. I mean, there's, you know, knock on wood, we're talking (laughs) potential president's trophy. And that's not that I really want that because there's bad luck with that. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's something that you know and, uh, we the other in teams, our lifetime have not really seen. 
Yeah, and the other, I guess, I was looking today, and there's Tampa, Florida, Washington. They all have games. They're right behind us, and they all have games in hand on us. So, I mean, the first in the league, like you said, we don't really, maybe we don't really want that because it doesn't bring <laughs> as much, doesn't bring too much luck to the team that gets yeah, that. So, um, but tops in the North Division, hey, like, yeah, we'll take that. And we've only had the four losses, so like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Anyways, I mean, so yeah, that was my good. Yeah, like 100%. And I I think that we should be celebrating that more. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, there's a lot of uh, analysts that, you know, do like, I think the Leafs Nation used to be, you know, made fun of a lot because, you know, we're always booking the parade and da, 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 da. But like, we are all much, very much realists now. And to the point where we're a little bit to the negative. So I think that we do need to appreciate what these guys are doing. And it's not just the stars. I mean, like, like look at that game on, on Saturday against the Oilers. I mean, you know, we didn't have one of our stars and it was a real team effort. So the more games like this that we're putting together, I mean, that's, that's the winning formula, right? So, so yeah, I, I agree with you that that is more than good, the record right yeah. now. And what's your good? So my good, actually, I'm pointing to Joe Thornton uh, for my good. And I know it seems kind of odd because over the last two weeks, uh, you know, he has been out again, right? So, uh, but uh, the last episode we um, did was on family day. So the 15th and that night uh, was the night that he came back into um, the lineup and he produced right away and that line was just on fire. So I think all three of them had a multi-point uh, game and he had a goal and uh, a couple of assists and it just looked great, the three of them, because I think we were even talking about, you know, wondering whether or not we really thought he should be on that line. But he is... um doing some special things. And I just, uh, I love um, the fact that he, he is so smart. He is very economical in the way he plays because those guys are super fast and he just knows where to be so that he doesn't have to always be chasing the play, but he's also creating and making it easier for them. So what do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he's, I mean, what can you say about him coming? He's a older guy, obviously. So there's the intangibles that he brings to, right? sure. like into the, just having him there just makes, it's just like, it's Spezza too, sort of thing. Like not to, we're talking about Joe Thornton, but mm-hmm. I just yeah, find don't that. take away his uh, I know, don't thunder, take away. Man. Okay, I won't go into Spezza <laughs> then. So, but yeah, no, I, I actually think though that. Jumbo Joe, they might be actually putting him because of this issue with Matthews and his wrist and mm-hmm. being out. And I don't think he's going to play tonight again. We're doing this on the Monday night um, before the Oilers, the late game. Um, but I think he's actually going to be possibly playing with Tavares and Marner. Um, I think Keith is going to try and... and uh, I guess spread it, spread Marner out a bit and, and the offense a little bit in the next little while. But no, yeah, he came like he came in, he, he came back from injury on that February 15th game, produced great. And then he came back again mm-hmm. and he, again, he, he produced again. Like when he mm-hmm. came back, um, la- the, the night on, uh, on Saturday mm-hmm. with Tavares and he just had, and that was kind of 
funny because it's like, I mean, John Tavares obviously is not as old as, right. as Thornton, but they, they seem to have like a good, uh, I guess, chemistry, a little bit of a chemistry, and they were talking to each other. They're veteran players, so they know how to yeah, I just, how to I play, love that right? shot of, uh, of, of Thornton, Tavares, and Spezza, the three of them together on the bench. Did you see that picture? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that is just hilarious. So, like, yeah, and so. I think somebody uh, put it on social media, like, uh, it, what would you have thought of this if you saw this picture from the future in 2014? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah i don't know yeah we'd probably say you're crazy probably, yeah but uh, never happened yeah, yeah yeah but uh no i i definitely i think that i just hope he can stay healthy again like because yeah. i don't know what was wrong that he like they said it was lower body yeah injury that he went out for the one or two games uh versus calgary um and then he came back again so hopefully it's hopefully good health is the main thing, but um, but we got a good uh, medical team uh, staff yeah. there, so hopefully we'll be uh, we'll be good that way. All right, so let's move on to the bad. So, uh, what's your bad, bad, Chris? Okay, so my bad, and I don't want to ramble on again, but this is okay. The, I'll cut you off. You can cut me <laughs> off. I've told her this before, <laughs> listeners. I've told her to cut me off, but the trade rumors. And the contract talk, again, for people that are, un, I guess, coming up for contract renewals and UFA status and all that, that to me is bad. I think, like, we just need to, like we said, with the good and the overall team record, we just need to focus on that and focus on what's happening now. Because I think, really, we talked about this before, and a lot of people, I think, agree, too, that the Shanna plan, there is basically this core four they're giving it one more final time basically this this season to see if they can do something in the playoffs that's the the regular season is like a just like a practice sort of right even though it's serious but it's kind of like a practice you're mixing matching seeing who can go with what and and uh and obviously you want to be tops in in the division which we are so everything is going good why keep talking about trade rumors? And once again, of course, Willie has the fo- been the focus of mm-hmm. the trade rumors. And um, I just thought it was interesting after when Keith benched Nylander in the third period versus Montreal. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice it actually until after the game when they said it. But anyways, I didn't notice he wasn't there, whether or not it's good or bad. I don't know. But he's ever since then, I think that it finally, like something clicked in into mm-hmm. Willie's to say, okay, you know, um, like he definitely has a he's just that streaky type of player. That's no, the way totally. He is. But um, I don't know. I actually thought maybe like if that didn't work, the benching, I thought he would get a trip to the press box. I mm-hmm. I thought that was the next thing for him. But um, but he then he scored the overtime goal versus the Flames. He got the power play goal on Saturday night um, versus the Oilers to get us started. So so yeah, and I I just think I mean. A couple of the things that I've heard about trades was, um, which I thought was ridiculous. Uh, the link is will be in our show notes if the listeners want to have a look at it. But um, it was Philip Forsberg in Nashville. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, I I guess we don't know a lot about. I mean, a lot of people from the comments that I got on Twitter and replies, they a lot of people are very high on Philip Forsberg, and I mm-hmm. think he's been their top goal scorer for I don't know how long, but. They were saying the trade rumor was f- for us to get Philip Forsberg, who's 26 years old, 
And he has one year left, I think, of his contract after this season. But basically for Willie, Travis Dermott, and I forget the third player. But I thought to like, myself, on, do, three, you, do, do you really I think Philip Forsberg is that much better than Willie? Like, I don't see that. No, I think Willie just has to get his head on straight and play the yeah. way he can play. And and he's fine. But I would not do that. Deal. No, not in the not other. The other part that I heard recently was, um, or other player was um, Ricard Raquel, which mm-hmm. who's in um, who's in Anaheim, which may I know he's a leaf killer um, <laughs> from true. Like he score, he always ki- scores again. I always remember that name, even though we don't watch Anaheim that much. But when they mm-hmm. play the Leafs, he seems to show up, and so he is a good player. He actually does have a decent contract. He's like getting paid three point seven million. Um, and he has a year left after this year. So, but they didn't really, they just said that he's kind of like on the radar um, that do that inquiring has happened. But I just don't think that we should be talking about those things when the team is going like well right now. Like it's, and especially with the injuries that we have, we haven't had a full team either. Right. Totally. So, yeah. And one player, I think, that we need to just mention is Alex, who we did get in the trade, which is kind of weird is this Alex Galchenyuk. Um, so that's his, this is his seventh NHL team, if you can believe it. And he was in the same draft class as Morgan Riley, which in 2012, he was picked third and Riley was picked fifth, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but I mean, I didn't, most of Leafs Nation, from what I read, like most of us, we didn't, think where is this guy going to fit in and we still can't figure it out they're really they're really handling him with a bit of kid gloves because like they're they've sent him to the marlies now to try and find his game and for him to kind of it's kind of like they are handling him like this is his final opportunity if he's going to make it in the nhl again yeah um otherwise he'll probably go back to the khl i guess or give it a try there but um i think yeah they're really working to try to get his development back on track because he yeah. seems to have lost his confidence or lost his way somehow. Right. Um, yeah. But I just think when it comes to trades and that, like there's just so much like with this pandemic and the salary cap and then the Seattle expansion and then um, don't get me on the goaltending situation right now, because once again, like, I mean, I, I love Jack Campbell, but like, he's a great, he's, played great for us when he's been in there mm-hmm. but it's eight games now and i know that he's fa- played fantastic let's say in eight, all eight games i think um but freddie is our number one mm-hmm. so i don't know these people that just think that all of a sudden jack campbell is going to be our number one goalie just because of the whole contract like look who has won the majority of games this season for us mm-hmm. right like in combination with the team it's been freddie it's not been jack campbell Right. And that's not not his fault. But um, I don't know. I just don't. I think I guess I'm a little bit worried, too, with Freddie's demeanor. We've talked about this before and the way he whether or not having a backup that's going to push him is really a good thing for him. Um, And yeah, so um, again, we love Freddie. (laughs) We're Freddie promoters, but I I just. yeah, because then there was the talk about his contract and it's like, oh, well, we can just forget about like Frederick Anderson, like he can go off into yeah. the sunset and, and Jack Campbell is going to be our number one. Yeah, sure. After he's played eight games. Yeah. 
Well, right. like, you know, let's not get into that part too, too much. Um, cause we could no, go that, on and on and on yeah. about it. But, uh, but yeah, like the, the whole point is, is that, you know, back to what we were talking about before is that is it, those are things that I think that least nation is so used to talking about those things because we're always trying to find solutions, but people just don't get that. It's not really that necessary right now to be searching and looking what you should be looking at is the team on the ice and enjoying what you've got there. Like we should be enjoying the fact that Freddie is our go-to and we have a great backup for the first time in decades. You know, and like you just need both of them to be healthy. That's all. <laughs> exactly. And this is exactly what you want. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's, it's unnecessary to be spending so much time on on that kind of stuff on but on but you know that's all trading. anybody's had to talk about for the last you know five plus so. years right so yeah. we're used to and it just that's to, kind of our 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 i guess our <laughs> what we do what know. we do Leafs yeah. Nation does, yeah. yeah and just a quick note trade deadline day is april the 12th for our okay, listeners so um, got a little yeah. over a month uh yeah, i don't think or so I don't think anything's going to happen, though, because of the whole quarantine situation as well. Well, so. I mean, if we were to do something, uh, Dubis generally doesn't like to wait till the last None. minute anyways. Yeah. And given the the whole quarantine issue, likely he would try to pull. The tr I would say that if he was going to do something, it would be a month from now, like the beginning of April. And that would give like 14 days or whatever to get that person in the lineup if they were going to trade outside of the division kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And yeah. So what's your bad? So my bad is it's a little bit of a conceptual thing, philosophical thing. I don't know what you want to call it, but my uh, pet peeve right now is with the whole concept of the stay steady, stay ready squad or the taxi squad. Um, I'm just finding that, you know, one of the things that was really, really a benefit uh, to our organization is when the Marleys, uh, basically, we have the Marleys down the road at Rico Coliseum and Sheldon Keefe at the time when he was the coach, he had them working on the same things and uh, all of the, the, you know, game prep, all of that stuff. They was pretty much preparing that AHL team just like it was, just like the big club um, was so that it would be seamless when they would come up from there. What I'm finding is with this, with the taxi squad situation, which I guess, you know, it's necessary with the whole COVID thing. I get it, but I do find it's a detriment to those players that are kind of stuck in that limbo because they're kind of, kind of up and down, up and down They're They can't get any flow They're They're not in for multiple games at a time generally. And I don't, think that they're a lot of the time they seem to be able to develop their game and that's where some of that stuff seems to be lacking and we're seeing mistakes and and inconsistent play and stuff like that so I do find that this system hopefully it's only going to be for this year and that this yeah this hopefully <laughs> pandemic does not stretch out even longer because I find it's it's not great for um for the players that are kind of on that yeah yeah and i think i mean i think 
they may or they should have realized that, I guess, from before, but um, because it's really just there for emergency purposes in the case of injuries, right? And 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 of course, we've had a lot of them. And so, luck, I guess, lucky for them, whoever's on there yeah. is uh, is kind of going in and out, back and forth. But um, yeah, I get, I don't know. There's we were talking before, I guess, as to who's on there. And, and right now, I think, uh, well, I think VC tonight is probably going to be part of that taxi squad. I think he's going to be benched for these. Um, and P- Patan, Nick Patan is going to be in for this second game versus the Oilers. Mm-hmm. But there's Lil- Lilligren, D'Agostino, um, and Lettinen. And then Joseph Wall, I think, is the goalie that's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. He can't... <laughs> It's just something that the uh, that the league, uh, I guess, had to do because of the situation with the AHL, and and it isn't, yeah, no. At least we, at least Nick Robertson can actually play though down in the AHL. Be given True, that the like, that's what I I'm so, glad about that. So yeah, at least so at he least, can play. Yeah, but I so mean, like for example, like a guy like Lettinen, don't yeah. you think he would get more benefit playing in the AHL for the Marlies right now than sitting on that stupid squad? Like as far as getting used to the game here, like yeah, honestly, but he, like I don't even think that he wants. Like I don't even think he'd want to be there though. He considers himself, and he's he slowly became. I don't know what game was his last game, but he's slowly gotten comfortable or adjusted to the game here. Yeah, and I don't think he wants to play in the American Hockey League. Even well, if he had I mean, to. it's fine that he whether or not he wants to or not. But what's better for his development? Honestly, yeah. I think he would be farther along right now. To tell yeah. the truth, yeah, but. Um, I don't know because he. I've we've also heard too that he just wants if he doesn't play in the NHL, he just wants to go back to the KHL. Mm. Then right, so he might. Well, those guys can always make that threat, right? So yeah, him and Barabanov. Like Barabanov is kind of funny too because he's been on and off of that taxi mm-hmm. squad as well, but it's kind of weird with him because he seems to play better in the top six position, like mm-hmm. even at, rather even onto the third line, I guess. Um, Rather than with the limited ice time being on the fourth line, you don't really notice anything, but he's played pretty well. So, well, I would say that that makes sense, though, because depending on the type of skill set that you have, if you're more of a skilled kind of guy, it's not benefiting you to have like limited minutes. Yeah. You know, especially when you're also trying to get used to a new league, new type of ice surface, language, all of these things. Um, it's it's not you're not going to get the most out of him there. So it's smart that they actually moved him up a little bit because that's where he's going to probably start to get more comfortable. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, at least we like we said, we do need it in case of injury and we have been using it. So those players, um, I guess you just you know that like Sheldon Keefe and the staff are are obviously they they practice with the team and they stay with the team but mm-hmm. then it's just um yeah it's they just, don't end up having mm-hmm. that game action right exactly yeah. yeah yeah all right so what's looking ugly chris so the ugly we had it was the very first opportunity we had to watch the senators that game giving up four goals in the third period it was a nightmare that the leafs nation has gone through so many times unfortunately but so many bad memories with the four mm-hmm. goal lead um but yeah that game on february 16 was just a disaster <laughs> and can't argue I, with that i was just it, it's 
we talked about it though even before because we said that 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 series should be a three game sweep, which it should be all the mm-hmm. time. But the Senators, when they play us, that's their Stanley Cup. Yeah, basically. it seems like in Montreal too because <laughs> Montreal yeah. can't seem to buy a game off of them either. Yeah, they <laughs> as soon as after the game and like if they win the game. Then it's like they're jumping up and down. It's like who knows, get the cup and and come around the go around the ice with it, sort of thing. As soon as they beat us, but like it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. You're up by four goals. Like it's it's like they didn't learn their so many lessons, yeah. repeated lessons, right? I mean, at least it's the regular season. Um, so whatever you learn from it again, I guess. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was my ugly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. 100%. And what's your ugly? My ugly is, well, we've mentioned it a little bit here and there, but again, is the injuries that we just can't seem to catch a break. And, and it's, it's causing issues like in games like that, you know, that it kind of reared its ugly head in that, in that Senators game uh, quite significantly. And um, there's just, you just can't get, get any flow when you got people in and out of the lineup all the time. So yeah. Yeah. Although I do have to say, like, it's better with Austin Matthews with his wrist and oh yes, what, whatever. Well, yeah, he, he we're okay. We seem to do okay when he's not in the lineup somehow. So yeah, um, yeah. They but with him and I think with Freddie, I think it's the groin. But I think yeah. that um, like I think the more time we can give them, and if they're if we're playing okay and everything's good. And let them do what they need to do to get back to 100%. Basically. Absolutely. Like, uh, we want them healthy and strong come come April, May. Yeah. So um, that's yeah, the main sure. thing. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah. So last episode, we didn't have anything in the ugly, but now it came back. But mm-hmm. there's also quite a few highlights. So let's roll the Ladies Talking Leafs highlight reel. Mm-hmm. So in the third spot, we have Alex Kerfoot giving him a little bit of love. He mm. had a quiet four-game point streak that started with the Sens series, and he got the game-winning goal in the second game versus the Sens, which we won two to one. So, so yeah, awesome th- for Alex Kerfoot. Yeah, no, he's looking like... To me, he's looking more comfortable and mm-hmm. he's been versatile. Like he's moved up and down between like being center, being the winger with JT, he even played with Matthews and Marner a couple of times, given all of our injuries that we've had. Um, I just think that he's he's really he's he's really performed the last uh, last couple of weeks. He's really upped his game and um, which is good for us. And hopefully he and he plays on the PK too. He takes the. Uh, draws on the PK. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's good. So all right, so number 2. God, can't get enough of this guy, Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, what a difference. One half of the dynamic duo. Um maybe not getting as much hype as Austin, but lately now that Austin's been out, I guess that um like it's it's we definitely don't take him for granted anyways, me and Sil. No. <laughs> Thirty-two points, uh good for third spot in the league as of Monday. Um Mitch has had a couple of multi-point games versus the Sens and versus the Habs, and looks like he's having fun playing the game. And he also he finished February a plus seventeen, tying Leaf alumnist Ron Ellis for the franchise record for the best plus minus in a calendar month by a forward run Ron Ellis had the same amount uh plus 17 in December um but yeah he averages 22 minutes a night plays on the PK plays on the power play I mean what more can we ask of the guy like he just 
Not much at all. <laughs> yes. And then he's got big hugs for our goalies too at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. So you got to love time. that. Yeah. And of okay. course, number one on our highlight reel. Can you say enough about this guy, Austin Matthews? So it's kind of, he's kind of an obvious choice. I think he's going to hit the highlight reel many times. Yeah. Um, since he was a player of the week uh, ending February 21st, obviously, where he had seven goals and 12 points. It's really unbelievable that he's been doing this while dealing with a wrist injury that's kind of been flaring up periodically for him. So yeah, it's like, what more can we say about the guy? He's just firing on all cylinders. So yeah, yeah. Austin. And you and you know he wants to be in there again. Like, I don't oh, think he's yeah. going to play tonight, but um, I think they're going to, whatever, keep it, uh, just take it easy, I guess, on him and make yeah. sure that he's 100% when he does come back. But yeah, no, the, he's been phenomenal. He's, um, yeah, like the only thing he's going to, probably have to get used to i think is what we were saying before he may end up having mitch marner be on another line uh with jt when he mm. does come back i think they're gonna try and spread out that offense a little bit so um yeah well, he'll be all right he'll be yeah, all well right. he, they're both drivers of the line and then it's not to say that they'll never be back together again right like no. it's it's i mean if it doesn't work then they're going back together and I'm sure and you the know chemistry what? will happen again. We're still getting the, if we still get the power plays, they're playing together on that anyways. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, yeah. And it's so all they about make it, their magic there. Yeah. And in the end, they both know too, it's all about the team and winning. <laughs> yeah. Which is, that's the one thing I was going to say is that I was like super happy to hear that he, at the end of that game on Saturday, he was like so happy and yes. in the dressing room and, yeah. and just like really stoked for the guys. So yeah, he's definitely a team guy. They all are. And um, yeah, again, we're obviously we're loving uh, the production and um, just the, I don't know, it's just, it's a clinic every night when you watch those guys. So you, you yeah. got to love it. Yeah. And so obviously, hopefully, hopefully he won't be out for too much longer. And like you said, he, he probably won't be playing tonight, but maybe he'll get up and get in the lineup sometime this week. Uh, during uh, this trip out west because uh, it's going to be busy with five games in eight nights. So let's get into what's coming up for the blue and white. Yeah, so like we said earlier, we're recording this on the Monday night, so we still got the two games left uh, in the three-game series versus the Oilers. Uh, mm -hmm. Then we got, I guess, a back-to-back. -back. It's the Oilers on Wednesday, and then Thursday we play the Canucks. And we have like a, a two-game series with the Canucks Thursday and Saturday. And and then back home the following week for a three-game set versus the Jets, which we haven't seen the Winnipeg Jets in quite some time. Um, and that one I'm actually very interested in seeing how we do there. And then we got one game versus the, uh, the Sens in Ottawa on March 14 before we have... Finally, we get a little bit of a break. We have four days uh, after after that off. Um, but uh, we're Sheldon Keefe. I'm sure we'll use it for practice and giving the guys a break. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking Freddie Freddie should be ready for the one of the games in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, cross our fingers. Um, as well as as well as Austin. Austin might play on Wednesday. I'm thinking, but um, I don't know. The I guess. 
the Oilers, I don't know, I'm looking out tonight, hopefully everybody's saying how McDavid is going to be like a monster tonight, sort of, yeah. because he didn't get any points uh, the other he night. pretty frustrated on Saturday, so we'll see yeah. if Bogosian could handle him like he did the other night. Like, I don't know, they were fantastic uh, against him and uh, just really... You know, given that his speed, they really managed to find uh, smart ways to get him off his game and get in his way. So, yeah, um, yeah, I and think even, that's obviously great scouting, too, on uh, on coaching staff's <laughs> part as well. I loved it when Hyman made the big move on him, too, at the end and scored the goal when he mm-hmm. did doodled around McDavid. That was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Hyman, the next Connor McDavid. <laughs> I don't know. He's sitting on his ass afterwards, but when he's after he scored the goal, but it was still good. Yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah. So the, so yeah. So it's gonna be. I'm sure the Oilers. They're now six points behind us, so they're mm-hmm. gonna want to close that gap again. But yeah, definitely we'll see what happens. And then the Canucks are in a bit of turmoil out there. The van. The, actually, it's kind of funny because we're gonna be going there. Mind you, there's no fans, so it's not quite as dramatic i guess right because they always they somehow think it's a rivalry the canucks sleeps mm-hmm. games the canucks fans it's sure. not but whatever <laughs> whatever um, they're they're on a two-game losing streak right now uh-huh. and um yeah so i'm i mean the everybody plays better when they play the leafs like we mm-hmm. we all know that um but, well yeah you can't take a night off against any any team yeah, really right yeah and technically, technically, the Canucks should be better than what they are. I don't know what the hell is. I, we don't pay attention that much to the other teams. Uh, but the I think they're having issues from their trades with their goalie. Obviously, they're seeing Jacob Markstrom playing in Calgary. They're obviously realizing that he was maybe a little bit more important to keep him, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, and they also traded Chris Tanev, which they're saying, uh, I guess, uh, is with uh Quinn is it Quinn Hughes? Yes. I think it's Quinn, right? Yeah. Yep. So with uh they used to be a tandem anyways, but those changes apparently have made uh, uh Canucks Nation, if that's what it's called, I don't know. <laughs> They've uh, they're not too happy about it anyways. So yeah, so we'll see how it goes there, but the more interesting series I think is going to be next week at home versus with they're coming back home versus the Jets, and um, yeah, hundred percent. Like, because Winnipeg's really, really putting it together right now. So, um, yeah, that's going to be uh, a really a good gauge for us, I think, because um, yeah. I think they are are going to be trying to fight for that top spot. Yeah, and they have. We haven't seen Pierre Luc Dubois too, right? So, right. So mm-hmm. that's going to be something. I think he's been and playing. He's, yeah, and and I, there's just bad memories of him. <laughs> That's true. Yes, <laughs> I didn't spring. think of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, um, yeah. So that's the Jets game, and then uh, there's three games that we have with them. So that'll be a good test for us. Uh, and then there's the Senators that one game, which we better just blow them out because yeah. we don't just put them back where they in their in their place. Yeah. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, are you looking forward to any anyone in particular of those series? No, I agree or, with you. Yeah. Like uh, I was going to say, Winnipeg is the one that one to watch for me, uh, especially because it's been a little while since we played them, and um, and there's been changes um, on their front, like you said, and uh, they are looking pretty sharp right now. So um, so yeah, I think that's definitely uh, 
a good gauge for us. Yeah, so it's a good gauge, and we're on top of the North Division, and we're number one in the league. Mm-hmm. So to top it all off, now this is what everyone's going to want to listen to now. This past week, we got to have some soup with the soup man, Ilya Mikheyev. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was funny how it worked out right in time for our 25th episode. And uh, we won a contest sponsored by Campbell's Soup Canada and had the opportunity to be on a Zoom meet and greet with Leafs winger Ilya Mikheyev. Uh, yeah, it was actually a really, really fun um fun thing to do. We all had uh, our soup. They sent us soup. Uh, they're sending us some some special sweatshirts uh, with uh, Elias' face on it. Yes, and I forgot to mention, actually, we, we have to get a picture together with that because it's cool with the yeah. sweatshirts. Yeah, yeah eventually, yeah. whenever we get them. Yeah. Definitely. And um, and it was um, it was quite the experience. We all uh, had the opportunity. There was about another, you know, five uh, people plus guests on on the call, and uh, we all had the opportunity to ask some questions. Uh, we asked him about, um, you know, what when he can, uh, you know, take you know friends and family around again, where he would take them to have. Uh, some uh, a taste of home as far as food goes and of course he couldn't stop talking about how much he loves Indian food now <laughs> so that's what he wants to take them to eat some Indian food and to try that um, of course he probably hasn't had that much of an opportunity to really go around and find uh, the the great uh, Russian spots uh, in Toronto um, but uh, that was quite fun um, and uh, yeah, yeah so We uh, we played a bit of trivia, too, which was good. Yeah, it was a really cool experience because it's not Mm -hmm. every day. I mean, I had a smile on my face and I remember Danielle. Yes. um, Yeah, we got to interact with Danielle also from Lease TV and uh, the in-game host at Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. yeah, She was the moderator. She was like saying, I have a smile on my face and I'm thinking to myself, well, it's because you never get to meet a Leaf player. even though he's on a on a call, you don't yeah. get to meet a leaf player nowadays. Like they're always hidden away, and what you can't do like back in the old days. We used to go. There was open practices. You could mm-hmm. always somehow catch a glimpse of Doug Gilmore somewhere or Wendell Clark or whatever. But nowadays you can't do that. So yeah, I, that, I was just excited. It's about- not uh, not as good accessibility um, anymore. And so to have the opportunity to you know basically sit down and and talk with a player, um, and it was he was great. Like he he had an interpreter, but he you know tried to speak English pretty much the whole yeah. time. Uh, he rarely used the interpreter. Um, so um, yeah, yes. no, it was really really fun. Yeah, and uh, I guess one thing I we I didn't know I don't think you knew this too was mm-hmm. the jersey number he had number sixty six in the KHL. I and did know that. Did you? Yeah, I did. And but then I got it wrong in the stupid trivia question. Oh. <laughs> but I did know that. Uh, yeah. But I didn't know why. Yeah, why he had the sixty six? Like yeah, why he so, chose to use that number? Yeah, so he had it. I guess after his mom's birth years, it was mm-hmm. I guess nineteen sixty six, and now he has sixty five because of his dad's birth year. Mm-hmm. So he has that big. He has a connection with the with the family, obviously, and his mom and dad, which was great. But yeah, no, I I actually thought Syl didn't think this, but we were talking before the show 
I thought he was maybe a little bit nervous. I thought he did really well with the English, mm-hmm. but I thought that, you know, but he didn't go to the interpreter. But uh, for the first time, that's the first time ever that he's doing that. So for me, mm-hmm. I thought he did. I thought it was great that he was like to interact with the fans. And um, yeah, so we're going to we're going to be getting a photo. I guess our photo, we're going to be getting it and we'll post it on social media. So um, when we get that in the next, hopefully by the end of the week in the next little while anyways look out for that and um yeah so that was our special event to go along with our 25th episode <laughs> and um mm-hmm. so yeah so that's what we got for you today in this episode of our show and we love interacting with our listeners on social media so um yeah so continue to give us your thoughts on the leaves and our show Yes, and we would also really appreciate it if you would take a bit of time to give our podcast a review on whatever app you use to listen to us. If you don't already, you can follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at LTL1917, and we'll keep you posted on what's going on with our Leafs. And you can also email us at ladiestalkinleafs at gmail.com to give us any feedback or ideas for future shows. As always, thank you to our healthcare workers for everything that they do. Everybody stay safe and well, and we'll talk to you again soon. Go Leafs, go! 